0: Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent, and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Badham. And in this episode, we're going to consider what it takes for companies to retain their best people when competition is fierce. Listen to as we talk about ways to help leaders create a more engaging company culture. My guest this time is my friend and an awesome human being. Erin Ickes, founder of Improver Inc, a leadership development, talent management, and coaching company. Improver offers development centers, talent mappings, a corporate academy, and coaching solutions to help companies manage, develop, and retain their best people. Oh, and did I mention that Erin's an awesome human being, and I like him a lot. Hey, Erin, welcome to the show today. Hi, Bill. Uh, It's so nice to be here, and thanks for the
1: invitation, and thanks for the nice introduction.
0: My pleasure, sir. My pleasure. So beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you start by introducing yourself a bit more to our listeners and telling them about the mission of Improver?
1: Okay, Um, I'm originally an electronics engineer who started his career in information technology. I gradually shifted from managing technology to managing change during my career. Basically, I was a change director with nine countries and nine different cultures reporting. Uh, to the Nordics organization and on on my return from that expatriate I established my consultancy company to help organizations steer smoothly during turbulent times of change and moved from engineering electronics to engineering leadership and company cultures. People always ask about how did this happen? So, uh, it's been 20 years so far, and I believe we have achieved our purpose with two global awards from Association for Talent Development and a gold from Stevie. And personally, I'm a, a single dad living in Toronto with two little kids aged 19 and 27. But you know, like of all of us, uh, they are still my little ones.
0: Yeah, 19 and 27 on on that little, but uh, I guess in your eyes, they're still babies. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's always the case. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Aaron, so when it comes to retaining and developing talent, what are some of the biggest challenges facing leaders at the moment? Okay. Uh, As the pandemic reaches its end, I am hearing
1: stories about the relentless onboarding efforts of HR people. On the other hand, as the turnover increases, the know-how flies away, loyalty and the company culture diminish, while the budgets soar. Some of this turnover is useful. None of us have issues with losing some of our employees. However, however, we are losing talented ones with high results and even higher potential, especially to competition, which is not so good. Let me give you an example. A couple of months ago, I was coaching a large fintech company. The manager was suffering from a 70% turnover. He explained that the high turnover was due to the offers with high salaries and better opportunities. However, his peer manager only had a 10% turnover. I asked if the people on the other team weren't receiving offers, but the reply was, yes, sure they were. Then I asked if he was receiving such offers personally. Sure, almost once every month, he said. So the obvious next question was why he decided to stay and not leave. This manager answered that he stayed because his director communicated well within the team. He felt empowered and valued and could, could see himself adding value and getting value by staying in his company. So this manager was able to find value within the company, but was unaware or unable to create that same positive company culture for his subordinates resulting in low motivation and high turnover and mediocre performance if we cannot create a company culture to raise the social values over the market values by showing our talents that uh, they have a future here and value them by uh, believing and investing in them this is already a lost cause There will always be somebody paying a few bucks more for these people. Employee satisfaction surveys demonstrate the importance of job enrichment, communication, development, and career opportunities over salary. According to the Achievers Survey of 2022, recognition outweighs higher salary offers by three to one. I have been in talent management for over 20 years and have worked with numerous companies in several countries. And I can say that the challenge of filling in this leaking bucket seems like an impossible task if we do not take a strategic approach, starting from our HR systems and our higher management.
0: Receiving a quote from a legal professional has never been this quick, affordable and accessible. Until now, the future of legal services is here and it begins with LAVO. LAVO is a leading Canadian online legal platform for legal services. Getting connected to a legal professional within minutes is done in three easy steps. Answer a few simple questions, instantly get multiple quotes, then pick your professional, and off you go. Learn more at lavo.com. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so, your team offers a way to design, map, and manage an organization's talent management system using a three dimensional approach. 3D mapping. I, I was very intrigued by this when I saw this on your website. Can you can you tell our listeners more about it and how it helps HRM leaders?
1: Sure, Bill. Uh, let's have a look at the classical approach to talent management first. It starts with a system to measure performance to identify high and low performing employees, but high performance doesn't necessarily mean managerial skills. So, Top-level management identifies key leadership competencies in line with future strategies. And then the leadership potential of these high performers is measured through some tools. It is possible to map and group each on a coordinate system now. And this is performance versus potential. Then HR gets in, plans what to do with each group of people on this map. And creates development plans, motivation plans, succession plans. And they they want to achieve higher results and better sustainability. This is a good plan. And it has one dimension over performance. It is the leadership potential. And that part needs to improve now as time and people are changing. I have reasons to say this. For example, there are many people from sales or operations or information technology departments with the highest results but no intention to become a manager. Still, the classical approach pushes them to managerial levels. I also met many others with highest results and the will to manage. However, they don't have the skills to manage. So the one-dimensional approach cannot differentiate these uh, differences. So, Our 3D approach is developed to sort these issues out by measuring performance versus three dimensions, leadership management and expertise potential. First of all, let's go one by one. We don't need hundreds of top level leaders to steer the organization. However, once we identify them, we have to hug them closely and groom and develop them further. They are our future. On the other hand, we need many mid-level role model managers leading their teams to shared goals and visions. These are the backbones of the organization relentlessly fighting on the front lines with great success. So this is the managerial potential. And we need, unfortunately, have subject matter experts who are the wizards of our daily operations. We must groom, motivate, develop and keep them in the company. They have no intention of managing others. And to be honest, probably they shouldn't do so. And uh, also, while trying to map these people, we also have high potential employees who cannot or do not perform as expected. We should understand the reasons behind this low performance and solve immediately to reattach them to the organization. Otherwise, we'll be losing them. Our 3D talent management approach first helps to identify these different groups based on a number of tools. Then we help the organizations to nurture and groom these people via a role model leadership approach. This is what we do in 3D talent management.
0: The days of matching web keyword searches with resumes and job descriptions is over. It's all about cultural fit. Workzinger empowers job seekers looking for jobs and employers looking for new hires to have thoughtful and insightful conversations, making the recruiting process more successful for both sides. Learn more at WorkZynga.com. Okay, and this is why I do this podcast because I listen and I learn listen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let, let's talk about decreasing turnover now, Aaron. The the Improver Development Center solution is designed to increase the awareness of internal talent and develop their skill sets based on their strengths and weaknesses. Sounds good to me. How can providing professional development opportunities lead to fewer employees wanting to, to jump ship, to, to leave and, and go elsewhere?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. You know what? My career shift from technology to human sciences was basically due, due to a fact I recognized. You may implement the best systems, tools, procedures. However, organizations don't change until people change. Then, uh, uh, then as a master coach and a seasoned engineer, I learned that awareness is the key to personal change. Change is not easy, as many of us want others to change, but not us. The basic question of how to increase awareness resulted in two levels of centers, assessment centers and development centers. So first, the assessment centers, they are designed for selection purposes, like as a part of the recruitment process or for promotional purposes. For example, we helped a major merger of five insurance companies into one last summer. They had five candidates for each role, The issue is not what they know, it is how they use this knowledge aligned with the new direction and how they behave in stressful situations. We tailored an assessment center based on their real situations and monitored the outcome to make the best selection. The assessment center basically ends with a role change. The development centers, um, they share quite a lot similar uh, approaches They are designed to assess the strengths and, as we call, development areas of the talent. Create a tailor-made plan to develop them further, involve them in a succession plan, and so on. We use a bunch of tools to assess the situation. We use personality tests to evaluate their at-the-moment approach, which is how he believes that he is acting now. We can also use a 360 analysis to understand the past And that's the perception they created yesterday. Then we use company specific case studies to measure these areas with their own data under stressful situations for future assignments. This tomorrow's view is the real potential of the participant. The important thing is to remember uh, it's not about now, it's about future possibilities. We then provide detailed feedback sit with them, their managers, and HR to plan future activities and also coach them through the process if needed. Hundreds of professionals we coached recall this self-awareness experience as the rebirth of their careers, which also impacts their personal lives. I have letters from wives and husbands you know, saying thank you because of the change they, they have seen.
0: Uh, I'd now like you to talk about your ICC and ICF accredited coaches and how they support managers. What challenges does the coaching help line managers and leaders tackle?
1: Okay. Um, the two concepts are interlacing for many professionals, mentoring and coaching. Let's use the analogy of a swimmer. Mentoring is about teaching someone how to be a good swimmer providing specific details and tasks to achieve proficiency. However, coaching is to help the swimmer to find their own styles and solutions to break records. Coaching is about the potential. We, as a team, help professionals understand their strengths that they should build their careers on, recognize their development needs that may hold them back and act upon both. Please remember my words about change uh, without um, awareness. Many of these people are getting little constructive feedback from their superiors, if any. This is a major step back in their development. As Boston Celtics coach, Doc Glenn Rivers says, we do not coach them for who they are, but we coach them for who they should be someday. This is the impact we are creating
0: excellent thank you very much now let's talk about succession planning uh, how can how can hr departments help strategize and plan in ways that will mean that the company will not be negatively impacted when they lose top performers key employees
1: mm. have you ever seen successful people who cannot promote because they are successful and irreplaceable i did Uh, If we cannot guarantee the smooth continuation of the processes, you cannot promote simply simple but awful. When a machine stops, there is a backup system running. As we are working hard to make our companies sustainable, we have to find ways to achieve this in our management systems too. Succession planning creates opportunities for developing leaders, increases motivation, decreases turnover, supports growth and company culture. For example, employee referrals schemes, they always create good results. When employees send referrals for a friend, they want someone to join the organization whom they can work together properly and who is close to the company culture. They just don't send somebody. When the talent maps of the organizations are created, we can then create a map stating who to replace whom and under what conditions then we support them in developing themselves for a well-defined purpose. This is what we call a succession planning.
0: Okay, thank you very much. Now let's talk about performance reviews. Oh, those dreaded performance reviews. Some, of them love, some people out there love them, some people don't love them so much. Um, you, you offer help with, for example, 360 reviews. Yes. How are, how are 360s helpful? And in your opinion... Uh, listeners know what I think about this. But in your opinion, is the traditional annual performance review dead?
1: No. (laughs) The traditional annual performance review was dead years ago. For example, as an employee, I may have issues throughout the whole year and my manager gives me feedback on the 365th day of the year when everything is over. This is not acceptable. You have to give feedback in a timely manner and let the person do something about it before it's too late. The new era systems separate the goals and competencies. The goals part is based on solid goal setting systems and can even be managed without supervision with the new tech solutions. The competencies part involves a great deal of observation, feedback and coaching. And this part makes a huge difference, especially when the competition is hardest. Do you know what? I have never laid off an employee because they cannot perform a task or write a report properly. I think Master Yoda will agree, unable to teach them, my fault is. On the other hand, people are laid off because of their attitudes, especially under stressful situations. 360 gives a photo shoot of this containing the past couple of weeks, if not months of perception data. However, It may have some backdrops too, like cultural effects increasing the subjectivity, the diverse scoring approaches of the participants, and comparing apples to oranges. Therefore, it is more than just a statistical app and should be handled with great attention. Uh, In Improva, uh, we try to take all the numbers, but we do not report with the numbers. We put emphasis on the top 10 strengths, and top 10 development areas without the points, scores and comparison. So it's your report based on your results that you should be relying on these uh, um, competencies or attitudes and you should be doing something on these 10 uh, competencies or behaviours. That's how we look at the 360 uh, approaches or systems.
0: Uh, We are already coming towards the end of this particular conversation uh, listeners erin and i will be continuing the conversation in a toronto bar in the very near future but you won't get to listen into that one i'm afraid um, before we do wrap up though for today two more questions for you uh, tell me about improvers tailor-made and atd awarded corporate academy um
1: according to the achievers one out of two managers do not have proper management training My engineering background taught me the importance of measurement, the process perspective, application, and practice. Since the early days, we take uh, the development as a process, not as individual training sessions. We basically start with the measurement, preferably a development center or a 360 analysis. While establishing a company management culture, we must have core management training that defines common concepts and styles of our managerial approach, this is the back one. Then there are the participants' individual needs, which should be addressed separately. Then stretch and distribute these tasks over the course of, let's say, a year or so. And as practice is key to adult learning, we should also add brainstorming and feedback sessions with their subordinates, project responsibilities with their peers, reverse learning opportunities, as well as books, articles, TED Talks, etc., to support them. Let's add a social responsibility project on top of them, sprinkle a bunch of coaching sessions, and finish with a presentation to higher management, accompanied by a final evaluation so that we can measure the change. This is what we call an academy, and this is the approach that brought
0: us two global awards two global awards. There you go. I get all the superstars on my show, listeners. Um, Erin, my friend, before we do wrap up for today, how, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe that's email, maybe you want to share your LinkedIn, maybe you're really cool and you're all over Instagram and TikTok and places. And also, of course, how can they learn more about all the great work you're doing over at Improver? Um, thank you, but this
1: is the easiest, I think. Since the beginning, our motto has been to be the wind for anyone who sets sail for improvement. So, give me a call or text, uh, email me at eren@improva.ca, visit improva.ca, click our, uh, our LinkedIn page. Um, you can find me or my company there. Um, you will be seeing me around uh, in toronto events and uh, we'll be more than happy to help for any questions and any inquiries thank you bill
0: perfect and for those people who are not lucky enough to live in the beautiful city of toronto you'll just have to uh, uh, contact erin and have a have a video call instead the guy's got great hair wonderful (laughs) hair so it's worth doing it just for that to check it out i'm telling you i'm I'm so jealous um as a man as a man who's got less hair than he had a year ago um erin that just leaves me to say for today thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the hr chat show
1: thank you bill it's always fun to be with you thank you
0: and listeners as always until next time happy working